0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: A California highway to hell. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town.
2: family listens to Ghost Town, I have to say. And I'm, I'm often surprised when they do, because why? They don't have a lot of interest in true crime, haunted things. They're good Midwestern American people. But every once in a while, they surprise me and hit me, especially the, not hit me like physically, I mean, hit me with some truth, especially my California relatives. My dad's from Los Angeles. And my uncle gave me a recommendation, and it was fantastic. Uh, he's a public defender here in Los Angeles. So we're going to talk today about the Newhall incident, also known as the Newhall massacre.
1: So this is up by Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. right? Okay.
2: Yeah, do you know Newhall?
1: I know Newhall, yeah. How
2: do you Newhall <laughs> How do you know that?
1: that area, I know I didn't,
2: I was so unfamiliar.
1: Uh, Newhall is where they filmed a lot of westerns, I think in yes, Newhall. That's right. A lot of uh, westerns, they had a lot of ranches yeah. and uh, you know tv and movie sets mm-hmm. i love all that i love where do they film this where do they film that totally and i've done some improv up there <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh, and but also yeah. here we go really yeah some uh, just some casual heraldry up there no 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 Heralds, no uh, it's the no. long-form piece of improv that no. we used to do for about eight to ten years earlier before yeah. this podcast existed
1: <laughs> no, but I'm just, I'm familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i have yeah, I've been up to, they do a lot, of, they shoot a lot of TV and up in Santa Clarita in general, whether it's yeah. Western or not. But yeah, I'm familiar.
2: Oh, all right. I'm surprised. Well then, I, I'm, I'm very surprised. I had no idea. And so a lot of this won't be news to you until we get to the gunplay. <laughs> That's right. So Newhall, California is... S- the southernmost, the oldest community of Santa Clarita, California. It's a really small, kind of sleepy town. It is named after businessman Henry Mayo Newhall. He, his home is there. He, the place is, features many silent movie uh, scenes. The home to the Pioneer Oil Refinery, a California historical landmark and the oldest surviving oil refinery in the world, and the most successful refinery in California, arguably. So it's been, like you said, the location for many movies, including Suddenly, Disney's the world's greatest athlete, the TV series The Magnificent Seven, all filmed in Newhall. But really, it's most famous for the improv that you've done there. <laughs> Just kidding! It's most famous for this uh, massacre. <laughs> massacre. It's called the Newhall Massacre. It was a shootout from April fifth to sixth, nineteen seventy, in Newhall at the Old Road and Henry Mayo Drive. And it went down between two very heavily armed criminals. If you don't like guns, this is not the episode for you, I would also
1: say. Also, we did an episode about the North Hollywood shootout, yes. which is also very famous. It is. You know, it's, it's like a world, one of the records in amount of ammunition mm-hmm. in the shortest amount of time. But if you want to check out yeah. another, if you're if you if you're are, into guns, th- check th- out th- that
2: th- one and this one. yeah, You're already listening yeah. to this one, so after this one, check out the next one. Yeah. But if you're not... This is a lot about guns. It's a lot about highway patrol reform. It will get very much into and that. And this is
1: pre-CHIPS. This is probably like a few years before the TV it's show. Yeah, came in Yeah. So
2: yes, definitely. It involved two heavily armed criminals, like I said, and four officers of the California Highway Patrol. And it was the deadliest day in the history of California law enforcement and changed law enforcement history. So we're talking, again, pre-North Hollywood we're talking people who did not know what they were doing. We're also going to talk a lot about the age of the people involved. It was a really young skewing crime. The average age was around 24, 25, which is very tragic. In
1: 1970, it, it's, you know, this, the 60s were, you know, radical. Sure. And the 70s were also radical, but I feel like it was in, you know, like I said, a sleepy town. We're not talking about downtown LA or mm-hmm. the Bronx or mm-hmm. San Francisco. We're talking about, if you've been or you're familiar with it, Newhall. I would never, I had no idea this existed. Yeah. And this is the last place I assume this would exist. Yeah,
2: it's right by Magic Mountain. So if that gives you any frame of reference. So Jack Wright Twinning, who is 35, the oldest person involved in all of this, and Bobby Augustus Davis, 27, were both career criminals with long histories of violent felonies. Twinning had been in and out of eight different federal prisons since he was 16 years old. He spent five years in in Alcatraz, which was like on its last years of having... We've done an episode
1: on Alcatraz. We have, we
2: have. This is is bringing it all together, you know? In Alcatraz, he killed another prisoner in self-defense, he said. Dangerous man. He was released from federal prison in Tallahassee, Florida, 11 months before the shootings that were... These shootings, the New Hall Massacre, Davis had been released from prison eight months prior to the shootings and was on parole in Houston, Texas. So they're prison buddies. They were life buddies. After failing to land jobs following their releases, Twinning and Davis met up in Houston and drove to Sacramento, where they tried to rob banks and failed to do so. Then they drove to Los Angeles in, ni- in a 1964 Pontiac Grand Prix. On the way to L.A., they noticed construction r- along the highway near Gorman, which is also like close to Santa Cle- Clarita. Close to the grapevine, off the five.
1: We mentioned Gorman mm-hmm. in the episode Damn. where we talk. This is a real who's who of Ghost Town. We talk about the Cotton Club. Did oh. we talk about this? Or that might be on? Is that on our Patreon? Ooh,
2: that might be. I'm not, I can't
1: remember because we have so many episodes. But that's so much where. Content. Yeah. if, if How can if, we recall? If, if I think the Cotton Club murders are on Patreon.com/slash/GhostTownPod, but oh. Gorman is. We do a lot of <laughs> that. California. Was the most
2: organic? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a legitimate drop. one. Yeah, that was yeah, a good one. That's where it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so they were in Gorman, near Gorman, and they thought they saw some construction along the way to Los Angeles, and they thought that they would steal some explosives to commit some kind of crime. So getting their explosives together, so whenever they would need them, maybe they would have them. So they got to L.A., well, past L.A., they went to Long Beach, where they rented an apartment together. Best buds. Soon they began observing an armored car delivering cash to Santa Anita Park. They devised a scheme to use explosives to rob the delivery car on a freeway off-ramp. So they went back to the construction site in Gorman to grab some explosives. Oh yeah, they also had some other fun toys: a Smith and Wesson Model Thirty Nine nine mm semi-automatic pistol, a six inch Colt Python, a three fifty seven Magnum revolver, two snub snub-nose Colt Detective Special thirty eight caliber revolvers, an M nineteen oh three, a thirty oh six bolt action military rifle, a Remington Model Five seventy two, a twenty two caliber pump action rifle, and a forty four Magnum. Ruger Model 44 semi-automatic carbine and a super-soaker plus. <laughs> plus? <laughs> plus. Oh, wow. That's the one where you have it on your back, you yeah, know, to, yeah. you, like, carry the water. They didn't have that. So on the evening of April 5th, Davis dropped twinning off in the mountains to steal the explosives. At approximately 11.21 p.m., Davis was driving northbound on Interstate 5, south of Gorman, when he made an illegal U-turn across the highway median, nearly colliding with a southbound vehicle driven by a guy named Ivory Jack Tidwell, a serviceman in route two Port Huneme with his wife as a passenger. Tidwell had an argument with Davis and both stopped their vehicles where Davis surprised, surprised, took out his gun. Anytime these people want to are like, they're like, I need a stamp. Here's a gun. Like they will take out their guns. Tidwell persuaded Davis that the California highway patrol was in the area and Davis drove away. The couple immediately drove to a phone and reported the incident like normal human beings, including a description of Davis's vehicle Officers in the area were informed that the vehicle was wanted in connection with a the misdemeanor. Then, a sparsely populated area, hunting and shooting were allowed. So this wasn't like it sounds crazy when you say it, but like actually, like people having guns and being volatile around, the, especially the grapevine. It's kind of a rugged, again, a little bit rural. wasn't so crazy. Several minutes later, California Highway Patrol officers Walt Frago, who was 23, and Roger Gore, also only 23 who were partners in the same patrol car, spotted the red Pontiac near Castaic, and again, that's uh, very close to there, and began following the vehicle. Officers James Pence, 24, and George Allen, 24, were in the second patrol car, and they waited in Valencia, Valencia, ready to back up Frego and Gore. The suspect vehicle exited the freeway at Henry Mayo Drive near the present-day site of Six Flags Magic Mountain. Again, if you go to Six Flags, you can be very close to where this epic shootout first began and pulled into the parking lot of Jay's coffee shop adjacent to the standard gas station, which I believe is still there. Frego and Gore ordered the two occupants to exit their vehicle. Obeying the officer's orders, Davis exited the driver's seat and walked to the front of the vehicle, where Gore proceeded to search him. Meanwhile, Frego approached the other side of the car carrying a shotgun. As Frego walked to the Pontiac, Twinning exited the passenger seat and opened fire with a Smith & Wesson Model 28 revolver. He just went hard. So it's just like, it's like nothing to open fire. Before Frego could aim or fire his shotgun at Twinning, he was struck by a two 357 Magnum rounds and killed. Gore immediately drew his service pistol and returned fire at Twinning, but in doing so lost track of Davis, who was right next to him. While Twinning and Gore exchanged gunfire, Davis pulled a .38 Special Caliber Smith & Wesson Model 49 revolver out of his waistband and killed Gore with two shots at point-blank range. This will be the first time we do something at point-blank. There will be others. Shortly after Gore was killed, Allen and Pence arrived on the scene. Davis and Twinning immediately opened fire on them with their pistols, expending all of their remaining rounds, and dove back into their own car for new weapons. In total, they had twice as many weapons as the four California Highway Patrol officers they would eventually face in their two patrol cars, which is insane—that the two men, two criminals, would have more weapons cumulatively than the four Highway Patrolmen that were chasing them. Davis pulled out a sawed-off 12-gauge Western Field. Uh, A pump-action shotgun, while Twinning grabbed a semi-automatic Colt 45 pistol. Twinning's pistol jammed after one shot, but he grabbed another one from the car and exited the driver's side. Meanwhile, Allen emptied his Remington Model 870 shotgun at the Pontiac, firing the gun so fast he accidentally ejected a live round in the process. A single pellet from the shotgun struck Twinning in the forehead, but it caused only a minor superficial wound. After expending all of his shotgun rounds, Allen opened fire on Davis with his Smith & Wesson Model 19-357 Magnum revolver. There will be a quiz about all these guns at the end of the episode, but he didn't hit him. Davis returned fire with his sawed-off shotgun, striking Allen with several rounds of buckshot and inflicting fatal injuries. I had to Google what buckshot was, and it's essentially these tiny iron balls. Like They look like, yeah. like, you know, Civil War pistols yeah. where you like, put one... Giant iron ball into it. They don't
1: necessarily kill you, but they mm-hmm. little balls go like embedded into your skin. I mean, I guess how close it is, but they just embed mm-hmm. into your skin and uh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. It's it's getting pretty intense here in Castaic, California. So this guy Gary D. Ness, who's 31, former U.S. Marine, just on his way to work when he happened upon the shootout. Ness got out of his vehicle and ran over to the fallen officer Allen. He tried to drag him to safety, but couldn't move him. He looked up and saw Davis discard his now-empty, sawed-off shotgun and grab the Remington shotgun that had been dropped by Frego. Without realizing Frego had never fired the gun, Davis tried to cycle the action of the shotgun, but since it had not been fired, it was locked on a live round. Eventually, he accidentally fired the gun into the air. Startled, he dropped the weapon and grabbed the service pistol from Frego's holster. So he's grabbing guns from dead highway Patrolman to help save the two that were remaining possibly alive. Meanwhile, on the other side of the cruiser, Pence fired all six, just shots aplenty from his 357 Magnum revolver at Twinning, but missed. Twinning returned fire with his Colt 1911 hitting Pence in the chest and in both legs. Pence fell trying to reload. At the time, the California Highway Patrol did not issue speed loaders to their officers, obviously. Pence had to reload one round at a time, which was like insane, considering, again, what he was up against. On the other side of the cruiser, Ness picked up Allen's discarded shotgun and tried to fire at Davis, but the gun was empty. Can you imagine, on your way to work, you see a shootout and you're like, I'm an old Marine. (laughs) Like, let me get it, let me get it in this action. So Pence had to reload. As Davis opened fire on him with Frago's pistol, Ness dropped the shotgun and returned fire with Allen's service revolver. His shots hit the Pontiac and a fragment from one of the bullets lodged into Davis's chest, but the shot did not incapacitate him. Ness was soon out of ammunition. Pence was still trying to reload his revolver and failed to see Twinning's approach. As Pence inserted the sixth cartridge and started to close the cylinder of his weapon, Twinning shot and killed him from behind with two shots to the head at point-blank range. Ness took cover. He was like, I am out of here in a nearby ditch. As he did, two California Highway Patrol cruisers drove by... Sergeant Harry Ingold, Officers Roger Palmer and Richard Robinson, and Ed Holmes arrived at the scene. After a brief exchange of gunfire with a lone officer, Twinning and Davis fled the scene through the darkness in separate directions. Davis took Frego's revolver with him, while Twinning ran out with Pence's revolver and Frego's shotgun.
1: I feel like there should be like a, you know, a bingo chart with all the guns, and then just mark the ones that have been used. Yeah. And see when, you get, see when you get bingo.
2: Exactly, a flow chart. So mm-hmm. why don't we take a, a slight break, okay. and let's we're going get back to it.
1: And then we'll reload.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: You know how people love hearing ads from us?
2: They love it. They love it. They can't get enough.
1: There's some people out there that they don't want to hear any ads. What? Yeah, they just don't want to hear it. So you could go to stitcher.com slash premium promo code ghost town and you get a month for free. They got tons of ad free shows, exclusive stuff cool stuff so sound of that. go to stitcher.com slash premium promo code ghost town and get one month for free on us and you won't well you will always we'll call you up in the middle of the night and be like remember that <laughs> yeah. huge favor Close i did for forever. you yeah i need you to do me a favor
2: yeah
1: i need you to kill somebody <laughs> they're gonna be like that's not worth it What? i just got one month for free <laughs> <laughs> uh, also uh, mm-hmm. if you don't like ads um, we we'll to start putting beside the two bonus episodes a month now mm-hmm. there's a ton there's gonna be like almost 30 on there yeah at patreon.com slash ghost town pod mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to put more ad free episodes of our regular episodes ahead of time so people can listen to it Without ads like this one,
2: that sounds great.
1: Yeah, that sounds. I mean,
2: I would miss these ads because I love the fun back and forth. I love codes of all kinds. I love promos. I love names of businesses. So I, I'll, I'll. This is me personally. I'd miss it.
1: There's but some people out there if
2: you don't like that.
1: Alan doesn't like it.
2: Alan uh, Judy.
1: G- Judy Judy does not like it. Outfit. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of any other names people probably don't have. Um, um
2: uh, Lori Jean.
1: Laurie Jean with an I, not I-E, that Lori Jean. So if you're a Laurie with an I-E, not you, <laughs> no, no, Lori Jean. No, that's
2: right. So my friend Celia sent us a message. She said, I am listening to your podcast as we speak. And the serial killer was the inspiration for the serial killer character who killed my character on American Horror Story and is consistently horrifying to me. So let me give you a breakdown. Celia is an actor and writer. She appeared on American Horror Story, and she's listening to the episode where we talk about the Dorm of Death with Richard Speck where he killed nine student nurses, horrifying, awful. Yeah, she she works all the time, and to have her be particularly horrified by our episode resonates even more, because she's a, an expert in horror.
1: It's someone who gets paid to act.
2: Yeah, paid, money, good money. Uh, yeah, good money. Good money, SAG money, union, yeah, union money. money.
1: Yeah, that union money are, right. is listening to, listening to Ghost Town. Yeah. And we got another little shout-out, oh, right?
2: Oh, yes, we do. So today, another friend of mine sent me a screen grab from, if you're familiar with Hoodwitch, um, very she, cool. I was not aware. Yeah.
1: Very very cool. She
2: is. Yeah. She's a, a astrologer, um, spiritualist, really progressive, uh, intersectional, very very uh, articulate and popular
1: she, is what I was going to say. That's oh really? The thing I care about <laughs> okay, the gotcha, most gotcha. that somebody popular, uh uh-huh. mentioned yeah. our show.
2: So her private account, uh, Young Kundalini, put that she. Liked, you know, when Spotify was doing all of these like your top five artists or whatever, everyone was putting their stuff up, their genres, whatever. One of her top five was Ghost Town.
1: Ghost Town, and it was there was other like it was I don't know what she had. She had Dirty John. She maybe yeah. had, I don't forget it was she
2: had Cults. She had uh, uh, You Must Remember This. Serial Killers. Just
1: <laughs> Ghost Town, right? And that's the end.
2: Ghost Town weaseled their way in yeah. as we do. Yeah. So we want to thank you. To Hood Witch, you're amazing. I've been a fan for a long time, and that's really, really flattering.
1: And we are on Spotify. If you want to listen, absolutely. On Spotify. Yes, people listen on Spotify. Yeah, why so not? We could nice. be your
2: we could be your artist of the decade.
1: Yeah, huh? you got you got a whole year <laughs> to get us in your top five. Uh-huh. I got a message on Ghost Town mm-hmm. Instagram, which is Ghost Town Pod, mm-hmm. from Rocky Eleven R A W K Y. And he's sent some great stuff about uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania, which is an actual ghost town that's just kind of like a living, breathing, dead ghost town. Whoa. Yeah.
2: I'm going to check that out. Yeah,
1: I think the, the video game and movie Silent Hill is based on it. Which is crazy. Really? I don't know that game, but. My brother was also telling me about it, too, because he lives in Pennsylvania, so he's kind of. Oh, like
2: right up in that.
1: He's right up. It's pretty far from Philadelphia, but I mean, it's. It's Right up in that. Yeah, it's about two and a half hours, because we talked about going there, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to go to, you know, real life. Yeah. It's a lot of it, I think, is kind of quartered off, but Mm -hmm. he sent a message, said, hey guys, just listen to today's mini fail. I don't like Star Wars. I feel it doesn't hold up when you rewatch it as an adult. Okay. Wow. That's not going to get.
2: Controversial. Yeah, that's not going to make any friends.
1: <laughs> I did the, oh, okay. I did like the original as a kid. With that said, I feel The Mandalorian is great. Haven't watched it yet.
2: I Do watched I'm, the pilot.
1: You did? Yeah. Oh, you watch watched more than I have. Do you yeah. need to explain to you? Even though I haven't seen it, would you like me to yeah, explain it please, to you? Yeah,
2: please, white man, sit down and explain to me The Mandal- okay. Mandalorian.
1: Boba Fett, right? Got it. <laughs> It can be watched without watching any other th- thing Star Wars. And if you've seen the meme, the Baby Yoda steals the show. Definitely worth the watch. The Spoiler episodes alerts. are not too long and they feel faster. I waited till there was four episodes to stream. And now here I am waiting till Friday for the next one. If you don't understand what I'm saying, Rebecca, mm-hmm. I can try to explain yeah. to you later. Off- I just want to talk
2: about how I. he calls it a mini-fail. As if we have big fails and small fails. It's almost like, because we used to do those mini episodes. Right, yeah. and it's like, it's emerging. Yeah, of the past, is. present, and yeah. future, baby. Just like Star Wars. Do you
1: know what? I'm going to say something that's not going to be popular. I think Yoda sucks. <laughs> what? 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 Cover
2: your ears, Nubbins.
1: <laughs> it. You know why? It's just overly, like, overly like merchandised. Ben Precious? It's like, like oh. Yoda man. Oh, God. All that oh, stuff. No, no, ruins I don't like, it. That. I
2: like the um the, may the fourth be with you. Like, all, that all that stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, but I do like Star Wars. I I keep telling people that I want to watch the overly CGI early 2000s one again yeah. cuz I w- I think I'd appreciate that. And
1: there's also there's my brother got his hands on so I guess George Lucas the original like you know uh um, episode 4 uh, which is you know Star Wars Empire mm-hmm. and Return of the Jedi. He took them and he re-edited them and added in CGI. So the original original ones like 1977, mm-hmm. 1980, 1980 three you they weren't available they were not made cool. available so he just took them and like kind of ruined them like added oh like
2: god you mean perfected them uh, More no. CGI. I, I want more cgi please
1: so he took them and then he kind of ruined them but my brother got his hands on the originals brother they're out there
2: dirty pennsylvania hands so here we are we have uh twinning and davis they are at large they've just run they've just killed a bunch of highway patrol people And they're they're off. So at 325 a.m., Davis stumbled onto a camper park near a dirt road. After exchanging gunfire with the owner, Daniel Schwartz, armed with a World War II surplus Enfield revolver, whoa, Davis pistol whipped Schwartz with his empty revolver and stole the camper. Schwartz called the police and reported the theft. Within hours, the camper was spotted and pulled over by deputies from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Without any more loaded guns at his disposal, Davis surrendered. That's the end of the line for Davis. Three miles away from the shootout scene, Twinning broke into a house and took one of the occupants hostage. The man's wife and son escaped and called the police, and soon the house was surrounded by officers from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. For the next several hours, negotiators talked on the phone with Twinning, who bragged about how he had taken advantage of Frago's mistake in carrying his gun at port. He got careless, so I wasted him, Twinning said. By roughly 9 a.m., all-night baby. Twinning released his hostage from the house. After issuing a surrender ultimatum, police pumped tear gas into the house and stormed in. As police entered the residence, Twinning killed himself with Franco's shotgun. Davis uh, was convicted and sentenced to death for the murders of the four California Highway Patrol officers. In 1972, Davis's sentence was commuted to life in prison without parole due to the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in Furman versus Georgia that found state death penalty laws unconstitutional and in effectively invalidated all death sentences in the U.S. under existing laws. Davis was found dead, age 67, in his maximum security single cell at Kern Valley State Prison, an apparent suicide on August 16, 2009. I mean, an appropriate end to these two career criminals. Outlaws. Yeah, pretty much. But again... Just, like, the back and forth and this and, like, the point blank, pistol whip, like, bull, like.
1: It almost is a little bit poetic that Mm -hmm. it happened in the, like, Newhall area where Mm -hmm. it's, you know, country-ish. That's where they film a lot of things there. It's, like, kind of scenic in that sense. So, this seems like a.
2: Like a bookend to
1: it. Yeah, the end of an era, I guess. Bloody,
2: yeah. So, there's some aftermath of this because, again, this was completely unprecedented for the, especially for the California Highway Patrol. So the, the CHP and other police departments had to seriously regroup and examine the methods of training and tactics after this happened, because really, when you think about it, a lot of this could have been avoided. None of the four California highway patrol officers killed had more than two years of experience on the job. Gore and Fraga were both 23 years old. Pence and Allen were both 24. None were wearing a bulletproof vest, which was not widely issued to police officers at the time. Three of the patrolmen were found to have died from wounds that a standard Vest would have absolutely prevented, which is so sad. A key mistake made by Gore and Frego, though it might be related to their inexperience, was proceeding to approach and search the subjects immediately after pulling them over. Had they waited for Pence and Allen to arrive within a minute or so, they possibly could have just outnumbered Twinning and Davis and they would have surrendered to them or they would have been, you know, overwhelmed or something if there were just more people there. Hard to say. The three officers who fired their handguns were using 357 Magnum rounds, and although they had trained and been certified only with 38 special ammunition, which had less recoil, so again, they were using a different gun than what they were trained with. Soon after the shootout, the California Highway Patrol standardized their ammunition on the 38 caliber round, ensuring all officers trained with the same ammunition that they would have when they were actually on duty. Good, smart call. Lack of familiarity with their service shotguns was also cited as a problem during the shootout. Frego had mistakenly approached the vehicle with his shotgun and had diagonally held his gun in front of his body, and Alan had ejected a live round. So just bumbling around these cars, these people with these unfamiliar weapons. The Newhall incident showed that a difficulty in reloading revolvers under fire was a huge problem. There was no speed loaders. Uh, Shortly afterward, the California Highway Patrol became the first major state police department to approve and issue them for people. They modified their training to eliminate pocketing brass, which is when the patrol person essentially just uh, like discarded their cases before reloading because there's just not like the amount of time that is wasted in discarding your old cartridge cases while someone's open shooting at you would have also been incredibly helpful, maybe life-changing. One of the first responders, CHP Sergeant Harry Ingold, said he found six brass cases on the ground next to the driver's door of Pence and Allen's cruiser, indicating that prior to being killed, they had spent time dumping their brass castings on the ground before re- reloading. Definitely proven to be a problem. California Senate Concurrent Resolution 93 designated Interstate 5 between the Rye Canyon Road Overpass and Magic Mountain Parkway in Santa La Clarita as the California Highway Patrol Officers James E. Pence, Jr., Roger D. Gore, Walter C. Frago, and George M. Allen Memorial Highway on August 11, 2006. A dedication ceremony was held on the 30th anniversary of the incident in 2008 and attended by Ness, who was the guy who came by, the Marine who helped, then age 69, who was also praised as a hero. Thank you to the Los Angeles Times, the documentary, The Newhall Incident, A Law Enforcement trage- Tragedy, and The Atlantic.
1: Also, I, I believe that the North Hollywood shootout, mm-hmm. ha, you know, they had to reevaluate how what weapons they had and what they could deal with because they had the hardware. I mean, they had like the big, the big guns. Yeah. And, they, then they, you know, and this is also 1997. Mm-hmm. So I believe that, Things sometimes, unfortunately, need to happen in order for you to reevaluate. Just like, I'm sure in a car, it's like, what's a seatbelt? We don't know if we need one until something happens. You're exactly, like, oh, there was which a- is
2: horrible. Yeah. But it's also like you learn through experience. It's the evolution. Unfortunately, thing. again, these, they were all, I wonder... A lot of things, like if they had been older, if all of the highway patrol people would have had more experience, if maybe they would have just amended their actions. Also, maybe it wouldn't have mattered at all. Maybe these guys would have killed them regardless. You know, it's so hard to say.
1: I say maybe less crime. But then again. um,
2: What would we do if there was less crime?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't don't know. I guess Uh it's like.
2: Who you wrote a bad check? That would have been a great cue for the helicopter to come by <laughs> right then. <laughs> well, we never welcome it, nope, but, but that would have been a good one. Yeah, mm. Mm. I'll
1: make the noise. Put put put. put. <laughs> <laughs>